<laughs> so uh, uh, one of my favorite topics, I love teaching on the Holy Spirit because uh, I think the Holy Spirit today in today's church is really not taught enough in the church. It's just really not. You know, we, uh, we want to teach people how to be happy and smile and, you know, get cars and houses, but we're not teaching people about the Holy Spirit. And so I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. When I lived in New York for almost... Uh, Pastor Ray, how long did I do that? <laughs> I saw that. Uh, we, I did a class called Receiving Service for eight years, nine years, more than that. Yeah, so we weren't even married. She fell in love with me at one of these services, I think. So uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because she just started coming a lot. I'm just saying. And so, uh, you know, I used to teach a class called Receiving Service, and what the service was designed to do was to help people receive the Holy Ghost, right? Help people receive the Holy Ghost so that once you get saved, and become a Christian, that next step for you really is to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, right? So not just receive and say, yeah, I got the Holy Ghost, but the manifestation of gifts, tongues, all those things to understand what the power of the Holy Spirit is. Uh, so there's a constant refilling, right, of the Holy Spirit, a constant outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how important the Holy Spirit is today. I remember Dr. Cho, who has the largest church in the world over in Seoul, Korea. He has something like 100,000 members uh, and he said there's no way he can do what he does every day without the Holy Spirit. He needs the Holy Spirit every single day. And so if a church, a church that has 100,000 needs the Holy Spirit, we definitely need the Holy Spirit, right, uh, in order to get that going. And if you've, uh, I mean, one of you we would love to go over there. I mean, he has a 24-hour prayer. I mean, thousands of people praying around the clock. Thousands of people praying around the clock, and then it's shifting an atmosphere, right? So the Holy Spirit is critical and important as your walk as a believer. So for these next 25 minutes, I'm going to ask you to give me your undivided attention. If the enemy try to make you get sleepy, just stand up. I understand. That's all right. Do a little walk. Stand in the back, all right? Because he wants you to doze a little bit when you talk about the Holy Ghost, all right? So I want you to stay awake. Look at your neighbors. I'm going to keep you awake. Just tell them. Amen. Come on. Come <laughs> on. If I see you dozing, I'm going to nudge you, all right? I'm going to keep you awake. I'm going to keep you awake, all right? Pastor Andre gave me the assignment to help you stay up, all right? I want to use this as a scripture text real quick in John chapter 14, verse 16 through 17, all right? So we're going to teach one of my favorite topics today on the Holy Spirit. I love talking about the Holy Ghost. Uh, and he says in John 14 and 16, uh, this is Jesus talking, uh, and this is, so this is all in red, right, in the Bible. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, a counselor. This is the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. He's an intercessor. He's an advocate. He's a strengthener, and he's a standby. That's some good stuff right there. Man, that's some good. Y'all look, I'm excited just reading that. Look, I mean, uh, he does all these things. How could you not have or want more of the Holy Spirit? Right? And the Holy Spirit, I used to hear Kathleen Kuhlman say, uh, who was an awesome evangelist back in the early 70s, say that the Holy Spirit does not force himself upon anyone, right? He's a perfect gentleman. He has to be invited in. He has to be invited in. So every morning I get up, I say, Holy Spirit, you're invited into my life all over again. Take over my day. Do whatever you do best, because without you, I can't make it. Jesus told the disciples, he says, hey, I know you got comfortable with me being around, me providing for you. He says, but I have to go to my father because my assignment is almost complete, but I'm going to send you another comforter. And he is the Holy Spirit. He's your counselor, which means that if you can't find a counselor, you got a built-in counselor. Come on, somebody. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I got me a counselor. If I need counsel... Come on, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I can tag on the Holy Spirit. He says, he's your helper. How many people need some help sometimes during the day? I mean, there's some weeks you just need some help. 
need some help. I'm feeling like I am just help. Some days you feel helpless. He said, but when you have the Holy Spirit, you have a helper. And then, I love this, you have somebody that is an intercessor for you. You know what an intercessor does? They pray for you. So guess what? You know, you, you ever ask somebody to pray for you and you know they're not going to pray? <laughs> you know, you know, you're like, pray, pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm careful when I say that because I want to make sure if I tell somebody I'm going to pray for them, I'm going to pray for them, right? He said, but the Holy Spirit is your own personal intercessor. He is praying for you every day because he's here to make sure that you don't fail as a Christian. Man, that's some good stuff. He's your advocate. You know what an advocate does? They support you. They go to bat for you. Come on, somebody. That's his job. He goes to bat for you on bat- in heaven. He stands between heaven and you, and he goes to bat for you. And then he's your strengthener. Those days you just feel like you can't make it. You feel weak. You need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit will give you strength. Come on, somebody. And then he was your standby, which means you are never standing alone. Everybody else can leave you, but the Holy Ghost won't leave you. And come on, yeah, that's a good place to praise him. And Jesus said this. He says, listen, I'm leaving. I'm going to give you the comforter that he may remain with you for Sundays only. (laughs) Oh, that's the other version I had. So he may remain with you forever. As long as you are here on the earth until Christ comes back for the church, he says the Holy Spirit will be here to make sure that you have a successful walk. He is called the Spirit of Truth, whom the world, here it goes, cannot receive, welcome, take, take to its heart, because it does not see him. It does not know and recognize him. I love him, because the Holy Spirit is not an it, not a the, it's here. <laughs> no, it's not an it, it's not a the, he's a person. Just like Jesus was a person, the Holy Spirit is a, tr- is a person, part of the Trinity, and he's in your heart if you receive him. But you know and recognize him, talk about the church, for he lives in you constantly and what? Will be in you. Look at this. Write this down. Take a picture. The Holy Spirit gives you access to heaven on earth. The Holy Spirit gives you access, man, that's some good stuff, to heaven on earth. That means that he is here to make sure that you have access. So, listen, when Jesus went to finish his assignment, his assignment was to come, die for humanity, right? Go back into the heavens. He made sure he showed himself to the disciples and to all those others uh, so to make sure he was alive. And then they saw the Bible say he ascended. Jesus gave them instructions. I want you to go where? To the upper room. And you're going to hang out there, and you're going to be what? Endowed with Power from on high. The Bible says they're in there. Peter, the one who denied him, was actually leading the revival. He's talking. He's ministering. And all of a sudden, man, the Bible says the Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and filled everybody that was in the room. What an awesome thing. And they went out, and all of a sudden, disciples told Mark that were hiding now became bold. Disciples that were scared now became bold because what the Holy Spirit gave them access to heaven on earth. Gosh, help me here. Gave them access to heaven. That means that when you receive the Holy Ghost, whatever heaven has, you now have access to. Think about how much heaven has. Think about how great heaven is. You have access to that. The scripture in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, everybody knows this scripture, right? It says, but you shall receive power Here's the three things that power means. Ability, efficiency, and might. Write that down. When the Holy Spirit comes, you get three things. Ability, that means that when you had no ability, all of a sudden you get ability. 
You can be as shy as a church mouse. Thank God there's no mice in here. You can be as shy as a mouse, but when you get the Holy Ghost, you get bold. Now, I'm a really shy guy. I know you don't believe as loud as I am on Sundays that I can be shy. Honey, I'm a shy. Am I, she, 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 I am really a shy guy. I don't like to speak up a lot. And speak, I really am. But when the Holy Ghost gets on me, Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the Gil saying, right? <laughs> when the Holy Ghost gets on me, I, 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 there's a boldness that comes over me, right? Because he gives me ability, right? So the Holy Spirit gives you an ability. When people said you have failed, the Holy Spirit says you shall succeed, yeah. right? He gives you efficiency, makes you efficient at everything you do, and he gives you might. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends in the very bounds of the entire earth. He says this power is not confined just to Jerusalem. He says all over the earth the Holy Spirit is here. And here it is. This is why the Holy Spirit is so important. When Jesus was here, he could only be at one place at one time because he was trapped in a fleshly body. But the Holy Spirit came with no restrictions. That means that he can be in me and you at the same time. Come on here, somebody. He, he can be in California, and he can be in New York at the same time. He can be in America, and he can be in Russia at the same time. He has no restrictions of the physical body. As long as you can pray and release the power of God in the earth, the Holy Spirit will be active. Man, that's some good stuff you have. So don't let the enemy tell you that you're nobody. Don't let the enemy say that you don't have a voice. You have a voice when you are empowered with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I have a voice. voice. Come on, y'all not saying it right. Say, I have a voice. voice. Now, I want you to look at these because remember, I said this. I said that the Holy Spirit gives you what? Access to heaven on earth. He gives you access to heaven. That means that your kingdom purpose cannot be completed if you don't have the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Your kingdom purpose cannot be completed if you don't have the Holy Spirit. So you want to make sure that you're endowed with the Holy Spirit. There are 11 ways that the kingdom functions in the earth. And I love this. You may want to take a picture of this. 11 ways the kingdom functions in the earth, and this is what the Holy Spirit helps us do. Uh, the nature of the kingdom is increased, right? So when we speak of the kingdom of God, remember the Holy Spirit came. When he came, he didn't come by himself. He brought the whole kingdom of God with him, right? He didn't come alone. You ever seen that movie, uh, Coming to America? Don't get deep. I know y'all all saved now. I mean, when you wasn't saved, when you saw that, right? Uh, come, coming to America, you remember when Eddie Murphy was trying to live underneath the radar? Remember, he was a king, but he was trying to live like a commoner. Remember that, right? And, and I always say that's how Jesus was. You know, he came, but he came to live as a commoner. He wasn't trying to make a bunch of noise. You, you, you understand what I'm telling you? He wasn't trying to be known and be famous. He wanted to live in, in, in the slums of Jerusalem. But then when the Holy Ghost showed up, he showed up with a, with a lot of noise, right? Remember when Eddie Murphy's father came from Zamunda? Remember he came from Zamunda? I, I, mean, I mean, the man knows how to make an arrival. I mean, he came, he had an entourage. When he got out, they were throwing rose petals. I mean, I would love to do that every day, right? The rose petals were being thrown in front of him. I mean, this guy knows how to, when he went to anywhere, they knew that the king of Zamunda was there. But when the Holy Spirit showed up, Tomar, the Bible says, man, he came and fire came with him. Jesus was just born in a manger. <laughs> right? Jesus was born in a manger. But when the Holy Spirit showed up, he showed up with power. So we talk about the kingdom. The Holy Spirit brought the kingdom. He gave you access to the kingdom. Jesus introduced the kingdom, but the Holy Spirit gave you access to the kingdom. Gosh. 
The nature of the king is in, in, in kingdom is increased. Dynamics of the kingdom is everything gets better. Come on, this is the kingdom you're in. The power of the kingdom is force, which means that the Bible says the violent take it by what? By force, which means that there's some things you can't just sit there and say, I hope it gets better. You got to go after it. Number four, culture of the kingdom is service. We don't like that word, I know. Serve. <laughs> that S word is a curse word. Serve. The culture. Your culture should be to serve. When's the last time you served somebody? Not served you, served somebody else. Come on. All right, you got quiet on me. <laughs> the order of the kingdom, I'm going to talk about that one in a second to give you an example, is structure. The order of the kingdom is structure. I'm going to show you this real quickly and come back. The order of the kingdom is structure. So an example would be, watch, the structure means it is a complex system considered from the point of view of the whole rather than any single part. So when we talk about the order, how, how things are ordered in the kingdom, there's a structure. And it's only the structure consists not of individuals, but as a whole, individuals coming together to make a whole. That makes sense to you? Look at this. Structure in three dimensions. To show you that how, how the kingdom works, God is structured in three, in three dimensions, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Man has a body, soul, and spirit. Structure. You see that? Family, father, mother, children. Tabernacle, courtyard, holy place, most holy place. Structure of the ways that Jesus ministered. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Every structure has a pattern. Man, or maybe this is too much. Okay. Every structure has a pattern. So when you talk about the kingdom of God... The kingdom operates in structure. That's why you can't come to RCC and just do anything you want to do. There has to be a structure because God can't show up where there's no structure. <sighs> God can't show up where there's no structure. When he gave them instructions, Mitchell, on how to build the tabernacle, he gave them exactly where to put every piece of furniture. And it wasn't until they put that last piece, Brother Ben, in place that the glory of God came in. Right? Because God operates only in order and structure. Somebody say order and structure. Look at this, uh, 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 order, order of the kingdom is structure. Number six, the anointing of the kingdom is gifts. Everyone has been given a gift. Number seven, success of the kingdom is generational dominion. If I had time, I'd work this, I'm telling you. Generational dominion, which means that I'm not trying to just get authority for my life. I want my lineage to live in dominion. You don't want just you. You want your children's children's children to live in freedom. Come on. Generational dominion. Number eight, the currency of the kingdom is faith. <laughs> Everything in the kingdom is exchanged through faith. What's yours that's in heaven gets exchanged in the earth through faith. So when I can believe God through faith, heaven, there's an exchange that can happen. You want your family saved? You got to use faith to exchange what's going on. Now, y'all hear me? Faith will exchange things. Faith makes the impossible possible, makes the invisible visible. Number nine, the strength of the kingdom is not division, it's unity. Now, notice, whatever the kingdom is, the enemy tries to introduce you to the opposite. So he doesn't want you to be full of faith because he doesn't want you to get anything the kingdom has to offer. He doesn't want there to be unity. He wants there to be disunity because he doesn't want you what? To have strength. 
right? There's strength when we come together. Man, it was awesome seeing Rayshawn get baptized today. And you know what he told me? He says, man, I feel brand new. His whole family was upstairs around him while he's getting baptized. Man, there's strength and unity. There's strength and unity. But the enemy wants us to stay divided. Because that's how his kingdom operates, but not the kingdom of God. Number 10 says access to the kingdom is understanding mysteries. The Bible says that, that he'll give you access to mysteries. So the world thinks we're crazy for giving our life to Christ. Right? Because the foolishness of God is, uh, 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 the, fool, the, the wise of man is foolishness to God. It just, it just doesn't make sense to them if somebody died for your sins. They don't get it. But we have to pray, what, that the blindness comes off of the eyes. Number 11, the last one, the atmosphere of a kingdom is my favorite one, is prayer. The atmosphere of the kingdom is prayer. So when we talk about creating a kingdom environment, the Holy Spirit came to give us access to prayer. Look at the scripture in Romans 16 and 17. We're almost there. It said, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit bears witness in your Holy Ghost. There's some days the enemy may try to tell you, you ain't saved. Has he ever had that conversation with you? You ain't, you ain't a Christian. You, or, or better yet, he'll say, you're supposed to be saved. <laughs> has, he, has he ever told that? You're supposed to be saved. He's told me that. And he was like, you, yeah, he's told me that. You're supposed to be saved. Somebody cut me off. I start thinking about what I'm going to do. You're supposed to be saved. You're supposed to be saved. Watch this. He says, but the Holy Spirit bears witness that you are a child of God. <sighs> you may not always feel like a child of God every day because you don't. Some days you feel like, man, I don't feel as victorious as I should feel. But the Holy Spirit gives you that peace that you are a child of God. Verse 17 says, and if you are children, watch this, we're almost there. Then you are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Come on, Pastor Rick, help me preach, man. Joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Write this down. We are joint heirs with Christ. That's an awesome thing. This means that Christ is not just sitting in heavenly places. The Bible says just that we are seated with him in heavenly places. Gosh. You are seated with him in heavenly places. The thing, when I used to live in New York, they had a big deal about uh, uh, down at the UN and downtown, but diplomats parking anywhere they wanted. The reason why they had an issue with diplomats parking anywhere they wanted to New York is because New York State could not enforce the tickets because the diplomats were not subject to the laws of New York. They were only subject to the laws of where they come from. God. Man, I wish I had a real church that I can work that. Which means that, watch this, in this world, sickness may get other people, but where you're from, there is no sickness. So you are not subject to cancer. Gosh. Cancer can't touch your body. Come on here, somebody. Everybody else around you may get it, but when you are a believer of God, you can't get those sicknesses. You're not subject. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. I mean, New York, I remember reading in the paper, New York wrote millions of dollars worth of tickets, and the diplomats kept parking where they wanted to park. They'd get those tickets and rip them bad boys up and throw them in the garbage because they knew that they were not subject to the laws of that country. Even though I'm here in this country, I'm under a different sovereign law. Gosh. 
When you give your life to Christ, come on, church. When you give your life to Christ, you're under a different law. You're in a different government. Come on here, somebody. Your government says your body is blessed. Your government says you're the head and not the tail. Your government says you're above and not beneath. Your government says you are healed and not sick. Your government says the fruit of your body is blessed. You are under a different government. Don't let the enemy cause you to live any other way. You are joint heir. The definition of joint heir is joined together, I love this, in obligation and ownership. Diplomatic action, watch this, which two or more governments are formally joined. And they said one word, access. When you are joint heir with Christ, the Holy Spirit gives you access to your government. Gosh, I'm preaching better than y'all saying Amen. The Holy Spirit gives you access to your government. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. He gives you access to your government. Gifts, we call them gifts, but that's just normal in where I'm from. Healing is normal. So our job is to take what he's given us and replace what's here in this world. We see sickness, we replace it with health. Are you hearing me? We see disunity, we replace it with unity. We see poverty, we replace it with prosperity. Wherever you go, your government should follow you. Come on here, somebody. And the power of your government should follow you. So everywhere, the atmosphere should change when you show up. Because what? Your, your kingdom's atmosphere is prayer. And you've been spending time in prayer. So when you show up, everything should change. I love being a Christian. Because they think I'm weird. I love it. Because <laughs> I, I, I live above them. Are you hearing me here, somebody? I'm not better than, but I live above. Because I'm in another kingdom. Anything that was in the earth has to leave, and anything that was outside of heaven can't come in. Anything that is in the earth that is not of heaven has to leave. And anything that was outside of heaven can't come in. What you need, and I wrote this down, is not, if what you need is not in the earth, we have oh, the ability to import it from heaven because of our joint airship. Let me say it again. If what you need is not in the earth, you have the ability to import it from heaven. God. Because of your joint heirship. If what you need, Dana, is not in the earth, you have the ability to import it from heaven. You need a new heart, it may not be in the earth, but I can import it from heaven. I need a blood transfusion, it may not be, but I can import it from where I'm from. If what you need is not in heaven, you have the authority to import it not in the earth, you import it from heaven. So don't whine about, I don't have any. Well, import it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Import it. Your faith and your prayer can change things. Come on here, somebody. It can bring things from the heaven and transport it into the earth. Come on, are you understanding what I'm telling you? There was no RCC five years ago. So God had to import it. Oh, man, y'all not getting this. Come on. There, 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 there was no RCC, but he had to import it from heaven. 
And now look what's happening. There's something germinating and gyrating in the soil of Philadelphia that wasn't here before. Because what? It was imported from heaven. There's visions and dreams that you have, little Joe, that's in you that God put in you. How did that dream get in me? It got imported into you from heaven. Your government downloaded it into your spirits. God, I wish I had somebody here. I, I, I don't know anything about business. All of a sudden, I got a desire to start a business. It's not peculiar. That was imported into you from your government. You never used to want better. Now, all of a sudden, you want better because that got imported to you from your government through the Holy Spirit. Two more points and we're done. When the earth's limit comes into contact with the unlimited heaven, the unlimited does not become limited, but the limited gets stretched and becomes unlimited. Can I say it again? Ah, This is too much? This is too much? This is too much? Pastor Rick, can you give me a little tissue, please? Uh, 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 can they make me sweat today? Look at this. Uh, when the earth, and I had to reckon, when, it, when I heard this from heaven, I had to write it down. It was just so juicy. I said, I'm not going to remember this. Uh, uh, when the earth's limits comes into contact with the unlimited heaven, the unlimited does not become limited, but the limited gets stretched to become unlimited. So I'm not going to wait. Watch this. When my unlimited comes into contact with heaven's unlimited, heaven doesn't become limited to adjust to where I am. I get stretched so I can adjust to where heaven is. Gosh. So watch this. Some of you are being stretched because he's taking your limited and trying to stretch it to heaven's unlimited. God, why are you asking me to do this? God, why you got me going to RCC? God, why am I traveling far? Why? Because he said, hey, I, I, I'm trying to stretch your limited. I'm trying to put more heaven in you. And when heaven gets inside of you, it stretches your limited to become unlimited. So watch this. I, I, I can preach like this, whether it's 10 people, because I'm not preaching to 10. I'm preaching to thousands. See, 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 you're, you're, you're limited, gosh. Uh, heaven's already inside of me, gosh. Woo, help me hear somebody. And, and, and you got to walk in it before you can see it. So people don't understand why you praise God like it because you're already living in the unlimited. But the limited people get frustrated with the unlimited thinkers. You should just be satisfied. No, I shouldn't. You should, you should just be okay where you at. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be okay with my limited when I've come in contact with something that's unlimited. Are y'all hearing me here today? Look at the scripture in Romans 6, 8 and 16. He says, this resurrection life you receive from God is not timid. It's not timid. You see that? It's not timid. Christians aren't punks. It's not timid. Come on. It, it takes, you got to be strong to be a Christian. Come on, it's easy to make the wrong decisions. That's easy. I can do that all day with no effort. I'm the only one. Nobody else can do that all day. I, I, I can make wrong, but it takes strength to make right decisions. Come on. You got to be strong to make right decisions, and you be weak to make wrong decisions. It's easy because it's already your nature. 
He says, watch this. The life you receive from God, it's not timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Some of y'all, y'all don't look adventurous at all. He said, but when you are Christian, it should be adventurous to be a Christian. Hang around me, you will feel the adventure. Right, Sister Chris? Hey, hang around me. Heaven, I'm going to get you so adventurous. You're going to be so excited. People say, Pastor, you got this energy. Why? Because being a Christian is adventurously expectant. I'm always expecting something from God. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? Oh. What's next, Papa? Yeah, I, I know you did that, but I know you've got more. God, God, I, I know you, my, my, my son Noah, he loves to buy things. Well, he loves for us to buy things for him. And no matter what store we go in, his question is, I got three more minutes, man. His question is always, can I get that? Now, he don't care about my financial situation. He don't care about the obligations. He don't care about mortgage. He don't care about the car note. Yeah, you feel that, right? He don't care about anything else. He just knows I want that and you're my papa. Come on, come on. That, 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 that's all he know. That's all he know. He know, Dad, you got the ability to do it. And I love it because sometimes I'm like, Noah, that's 50 bucks. He said, it's only $50. <laughs> and he throws that only in there. It's only $50. I'm like, dude, yeah, it's only $50. Like, I got not just you, I got two other yous <laughs> that also want things. But what? It's like, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirit, confirms who we really are. We know who he is, and we know who we are, father and children. And we know that we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. You got good stuff coming to you, no bad stuff. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. We go through the hard times with him, then we'll certainly be going through the good times with him. It's good to be a Holy Ghost filled Christian. It's good to be filled with the Spirit. And so when you get the Holy Ghost, honey, can I have that bowl real quick? I just want to show this to you, and I, w- I want to end with this. When you get the Holy Ghost, uh, this is. You're gonna be you're gonna be my model, your prop today. I'm sorry, honey. Sorry. So 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 this is this is our walk sometimes, right? This is our dry walk, right? Somebody touches us, ain't nothing rubbing on them, cause we dry. You ain't been to church in a while. You dry. <laughs> Trying to get you to come on Sundays, but you dry, dry. You ever <laughs> you ever felt dry? Come on, don't don't get deep. You ever felt you need a pouring of the Holy Ghost? I feel dry. I know all you spend hours in prayer every day, speaking in tongues and just reading scriptures all day. But carnal people like me, we get dry every now and then. Right? And, and, and what the Holy Spirit does, watch this. Uh, if this water, and the Bible speaks of the water being a symbolic of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, watch this. His job is to make sure that when we come in contact with him, we are no longer dry. He doesn't disappear it's just what's in the bowl is being transferred to the towel. 
So his job is he transfers what he has into us. And watch this. As people touch us, they begin to get what we got. Y'all get me? They begin to feel the anointing that's on our lives. They begin to get healed. Breakthrough begins to happen, right? Why? And, as, and watch this. The more people touch us, he still did to keep transferring. Gosh. And today you came to church. You think you just came to church, but you're going to get a transfer today. The Holy Spirit is not here just to give you a good message, thank you, my love, but he's here to give you a good transfer so that when you leave out of here, you're not leaving out of here dry. You're leaving out of here soaked in the Spirit. So, come on, look at somebody. Come on, close your Bibles. Say, I'm going to be soaked in the Spirit. Not going to be dry. Why? Because you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you that confirmation as you stand to your feet. The Holy Spirit gives you that confirmation. The Holy Spirit fills your heart. You can't be a Christian, a successful Christian without the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit. And so today, we're going to worship for a little bit. And Rob, you just, uh, just pick up where you left off and watch this. We're going to worship, but when we worship, we're going to ask God to give me a fresh infilling. Man, maybe somebody